We welcome back to the show today for his hat-trick appearance, the man that lit up the UK fan forum in the mid-2000s with his choose-your-own-adventures post under his alter ego of Swiss Roll, and you can make your own mind up as to why he's called that, but now prefers to go by the name his parents gave him. Peter Returns, how are you doing this evening, Pete? Yep, doing great, Steve. Nice to see you. <laughs> so odd calling each other those names. Um, yeah. Now, this is a first for the podcast, as we've never reviewed a music album before. And what a critically acclaimed piece of art that we are covering. And it's WWF WrestleMania, the album. Now, why don't you tell the listeners what you... I said to you were recording this, and you didn't realise it was an album. So did you start doing some research about other wrestling songs that are in existence? I looked into general music-related wrestling incidents, and Mm. I found... um... Uh, a few funny clips of Phil Collins uh, getting oh, the Ultimate Warrior thing. Ultimate Warrior getting yeah, yep, and uh, and a few other bits and pieces. But then, yeah, you put me onto this album, and uh, I've listened to it a few through a few times, and um, yeah, it's it's a tough listen. <laughs> well, <laughs> we might we might disagree because I'm not sure I thought it was a tough listen. So before we get into it, here's some facts about what we're going to review, and actually, you're going to hear some of this stuff this evening as well. Because I think not that anyone from Stock Aitken and Waterman are probably listening to this show, but for copyright reasons, we're reviewing it. We can play as much of it as we want to. Do you know that copyright <laughs> reasons? So not that I suspect we'll get Pete Waterman on the phone. Um, so WrestleMania, the album was the third studio album by the World Wrestling Federation. It was released in 1993 by Arista Records and RCA Records. Mike Stock and Pete Waterman of Britain's famed Stock Aitken and Waterman songwriting team oversaw the project as producers and co-producers for RCA Records with British A&R executive Simon Cowell serving as executive producer. Um, the album failed to chart on the US Billboard 100, uh, US Billboard 200, didn't even get to top, to top 200, but did reach number 10 in the UK. And the single Slam Jam, which we'll hear an excerpt from shortly, was certified silver by the British phonographic industry in the United Kingdom and reached number four in the Christmas charts in December 1992. Um, so, yeah. Uh, have you got anything to add on facts about this before we move into the yeah, very first well, song? You, you know I love a fact. And obviously when I when I saw that Simon Cowell was involved and, and Pete Waterman too, I thought, well, God, there's got to be some juicy stuff out there about this. So I found this quote, which was, uh, uh, it was attributed to Top of the Pops facts because they actually did play on Top of the Pops. And it says, Slam Jam was Simon Cowell's idea. And here's the quote. I read in one of our newspapers that the WWF sold out 82,000 seats in 27 minutes. Hang on, there's not a rock band in the world that can do that. I also (laughs) found out that they were selling about two and a half million videos a year. And then someone has commented on that quote and said, he's the Fred West of pop music. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow, that's uh, quite dark. Anything else on that before we move on to the very first song? No, but I will allude to a story that I do have to share um, on Hulk Hogan's meeting with Simon Cowell. And do you want to do that now? I mean, I really can. It's it's quite incredible. So um, it's it goes back to an interview with um, Muscle and Health magazine, uh, and Hulk Hogan told Muscle and Health magazine a story about how he met Simon Cowell at Wembley. And don't jump in because I know you're going to say, well this happened and that didn't happen and go on yeah you yeah. know all the history of this but i'm going to get to that but this is the this is the quote from you're not going to believe this, this is crazy i've not made this up right so here's here's what hulk hogan said he cow came to help with the wrestling album long story 
I'll make it short. <laughs> I was in Wembley Stadium and I saw a lot of Make-A-Wish kids. <laughs> oh my god! A lot, yeah. a lot of them. I do it know was, this. At carry this on, is, this is the mental yeah. bit. Well, this is actually not the, the worst bit. There's, there's plenty. Uh, it was me, Michael Jackson, Mr. T. It was all the Make-A-Wish kids during the 80s and 90s. I had a kid there who was in a rough shape. The EMTs were with him and he was on a stretcher and, you know, his body odour and stuff, it had a smell to it that I hadn't smelled in a while. Not bad, but it was just a different type of smell. I really wasn't sure what it was and the parents were freaking out. They were Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> I told the doctors and EMTs, you know, the kid is in a kind of trouble here, you know, so let me say my goodbyes and give him a hug and a kiss him. I got a nice place for him out at ringside at Wembley Stadium and it was all roped off. So he, I imagine he's pushed the kid out to ringside. Uh, In his imagination, so, but yeah, yeah, go on, yeah. So I went to wrestle and I kept looking. I kept looking and the kid wasn't there. So when I came back from wrestling, I was the last person to wrestle in the main event. I said, what happened to the family out there? They said the kid passed away. So when I found out the kid passed away, my manager, Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South, he used to be in a band too. He had a couple of number one hit songs here in the States and I played music before. So we stayed up all night and we wrote 12 songs for the kids' family. I didn't know anybody in the UK and Jimmy knew somebody from Select Records and they got a hold of Simon Cow. He produced a little album for us and it went to number one on Billboard for eight weeks and we donated the money to the family. The album he's talking about? WrestleMania, the album. <laughs> Oh my god! Right, shall I start unpicking some of that? So I, was, I did, see, I did see this recently. To start off with, Hulk Hogan has never wrestled at Wembley Stadium. Yep. Hulk Hogan was not on the card for SummerSlam '92, so that obviously didn't happen. I don't believe Michael Jackson or Mr. T were at SummerSlam '92. <laughs> but like, where has he come up with that? I think also, I, um, the, I don't know if you you avoided saying it, but he did. I, I think when I remember seeing this quote, he said that the kids smelt of death as well right <laughs> which is quite harsh but yeah absolutely bizarre so um simon cow was involved in this but i can i can say with some degree of certainty it wasn't written by jimmy hart and hulk hogan alas um overnight overnight, overnight. right shall we listen to a bit a bit of the very first song which yep, is wwf superstars perform wrestlemania so see if this is going to work and this actually actually plays out loud and we haven't got any technical difficulties as we've got a spinning world. Here we go. Who will survive? Why is a song titled WrestleMania start with Are You Ready for the Survivor series? When it's yeah. WrestleMania. That makes no sense. No. Unfortunately, at home listening to this, you can't see the video when we can. Plus, it's even into his mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our friend. Our friend, Big Boss Man. R.I.P. Um, here's a question for you, as I can turn this slightly down. 
What do you think the lyric is after Whoa, Whoa, WrestleMania? Because I thought for a long time it was they're the streets of, or it's the streets of life. What do you think it is? Or do you know what it is? <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? We're fighting to survive. No, it's uh, yeah. This is our life. Oh, okay. Whoa, whoa, WrestleMania. Yeah, this is our life. What an absolute... We've got some great stuff coming up in a second. I think I'm going to turn it back up again for um, the WrestleMania rap in a second. But I have to say, I think this is a tune. I remember you singing this. This is the best one. This is you the think best this is the best one? one? You're going this early, is but one. this is the best one. This okay. is the best one. This, I mean, it. this takes me back to the playground. Yeah, yeah. This absolutely takes me back to the playground. This is, and this it's is... funny how it you you change the lyrics yourself. Right. You know. Here we go. This is the rap. Like the mighty Thor. Is that line? A superb work of art that is, I think. So, I would say. So I, I think this is the best one, but this didn't do the best out of all of the songs they released. This got to number fourteen, uh, released in the UK UK number fourteen in '93. And when, when was that? Was it just before? Uh, was it just before? Was it April '93? This came out on single. Have you got that there? Uh, yeah, and Slam Jam was just before the end of the year, '92, and that got to number four. So. Yeah, so I, I think Slam Jam was more of a success because it was it was kind of linked to SummerSlam that year. So I think I think and right. that was obviously at Wembley in '92. So I think that's the reason why that one was more more of a success. But I think for for this for that WrestleMania song, the instrumental version of that was used kind of every single WrestleMania from WrestleMania 9 in 93 to I think WrestleMania 14 in 98. So I feel like almost by osmosis a little bit that that's my favorite, but I will have a some thoughts on Slam Jam coming up. Um but I I would give WrestleMania probably 9 out of 10 I think. What are you going to give WrestleMania out of 10 for this first uh, first I mean, song? I mean in the, in the context of this album, yeah, an eight or a nine. No, no, not in, in the context music of, ever. Not in the context of this album. This is music ever, and I'll give it a nine out of ten. Uh, I would probably give it maybe a six. Six out. So the best song on the on the whole album is you're giving it a six out of ten. I think that's a little bit harsh. If I'm honest. six or a seven, is it a six or is it a seven? I'll give it a seven then. Seven out of ten. Right. Anything yeah, else to add on WrestleMania before we move on? To. I've got in my notes, let's be frank, this is a stone-cold banger, so I've not <laughs> said so far. Um, yeah, anything else to add on this one before we move on to Slam Jam? No, 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 go ahead. Right, What? listen out for some particularly carry-on lines from wrestling's favourite son, the British Bulldog, as this one starts, because, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Bastard. 
Long intro. Long intro. You say so nicely, David. Right, I'll turn this slightly down. I must be honest, I think this is just, this is every bit as good as WrestleMania. I think the song, what do you think? I think it's good. It's really, really good. It's not quite as good because it doesn't have the, oh, whoa. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> it just doesn't have that. But misheard lyrics, like for years, I thought it was, I'm the British Bulldog and I fight. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> I think there's something along those lines, maybe later on. But the bit we just missed there was, everybody wants to pump with the British Bulldog. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's quite, uh, quite carry on and innuendo lace, this one. We've got a uh, man bends, but your hitman does not break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the hitman does not peak in this song. I think he peaks a little bit later on, but we'll get to you definitely. Yeah, but yeah, I I think this is this is really really solid. Let's turn up the slam jam rap. The, the rap is definitely not as good as the rap in WrestleMania. I think that's uh, that's that's yeah. a that's a definite. Any anything else on uh, on Slam Jam? Because I feel like the the quality is about to dip. Unfortunately, so perhaps we should stay on this a little bit longer. But anything anything to add on Slam Jam? The the best performing song on this entire album. I mean, I just can't believe that was that was actually written by Pete Waterman. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What about it? Are you are you are you uh, surprised that? The, a writing legend has produced this classic. What does he know about pumping it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to ask him. But I, I, I mean, there's not there's not I exactly will. a lot of lyrics here. But they, they, to be fair to him, I mean, this is I mean, this is pretty much was um, Mr. Blobby and Zig and Zag is after this, isn't it? But that's the next Simon Cowell that's stuff. True. Was, that's yeah, true. so yeah. He, he he knew how to make money, and like this is this is you know this was a license to print money, and I think. Number four, and I think it, 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 so it didn't get to number three. I always thought it got to number three, but number four, it peaked at. Number four in 1992 was, was a pretty big song. I remember the top 10 was all like pretty recognisable songs back then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that period of time, or well, just after, so we've just started 95 on um, BBC Four show, Top of the Pops. Oh, yeah, yeah. In, in order, sequentially. Unless there's a host who has since been disgraced, then they miss that week out. So, you know, we've missed a few. Yeah, I imagine they missed a lot. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was big boy band era, right? Take that yeah. in 17, moving yep. into the start of Britpop. So you have really swayed and pulp first and then a bit of blur and oasis. So it was pretty competitive. So four yeah. is decent. Four is decent. What are you giving this one out of ten? What did I give the last one? A seven, right? Seven, yeah. I think this is a seven too. Yeah? I can't yeah, separate so. either. I'm going nine out no. of ten for Slam Jam. And again, we are rating this against all music rather than um, just what's on this album. Right, next up, everyone's favourite, Hacksaw Jim Duggan with USA. I got my two by four. I got the American flag. American flag. 
powerful new force. A lot of times when you're getting ready to wrestle, you're in the back this of the dressing room, bit. and you're lacing up your boots, and you're kind of thinking, geez, this guy I'm wrestling today is going to be awful tough. You know he's over in the other dressing room, he's big, he's young, and he's strong, and he wants to make his name beat up old Hacksaw. So sometimes I do get a little apprehensive. But then right before I go through the curtain, I got the American flag over my shoulder. So I was listening to this on the train home the other night. And you know when you feel that kind of ache in your face where you can feel that you're going red and you're quite embarrassed by something and you're really hoping that no one, obviously with, with earbuds in, you, no one else can hear this, but I felt so embarrassed since this. I, I thought this was kind of a weird 90s dance funk mix of Duggan talking and then talking about how the US flag and his two by four protects him from nerves. What did you think of this this mess? I agree. It's definitely a backing track they found on the floor of the studio or something. And they <laughs> yeah, just said, use that. I hadn't thought of that. I guess a lot of these yeah. tunes probably used that already, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Rick Astley didn't want it or something, mm. and they've gone, yeah, use that. So they've used that, and then it's just him talking. And I was thinking, like, there must be more to this. And I thought, is this where maybe the USA chant come from? Because you hear it all the time, right? Sporting events is USA. So I thought, okay, well, where does that come from? Actually, that's from the 1980 Olympics. Oh, really? USA beat uh... Czechoslovakia 7-3 uh, in ice hockey at the Winter Olympics. And the crowd began chanting USA, USA. It can't have been 1980, can it? I would... that, that is what Wikipedia says. If you go and search for USA... <laughs> uh, that is what the, the origins well, of, this, of the chant are. Are, all, all I'd say, is it, are you sure it's the Olympic Games? Because the 1980 Olympics was in Moscow and the USA were not at it. And also they wouldn't have had ice hockey at the Summer Olympics either. So someone, 1980 someone... Winter Olympics, that's what it says, yeah. 1980 yeah. Winter Olympics. 1980 so the, Winter Olympics. The Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics were in the same year in 1980. That's blown um, my tiny mind. Yeah. He... It was held in Lake Placid, US. Yeah, 1980. Oh wow. Okay. So what was that? Is, was that a thing then back in the day? Let me stop this. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> yeah, the perfect backing music for yeah, a discussion yeah. of the Olympics. So the the Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics used to be in the same year. Is that a thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it, um, it must have been. Yeah, it we... happened that year. But did, but my hesitation is really, did that happen because they didn't go to the Summer Olympics, or was yeah. it just a thing that happened that year? I want to put Winter Olympics yeah. and Summer Olympics in the same in the same year. While I'm looking that up, why don't you give me a bit of final thoughts about Hacksaw and also your um, your rating out of ten? Yeah, certainly. So this it's poor, isn't it? It's it's just <laughs> filler. But it's weird that they would put it so high up on the album, right? It's uh, quite prominent on the track listing. So I can't give this more than say. <laughs> against all music ever <laughs> two, two, two out of ten is very very generous so i'll give it a two out of ten yeah i've given it a three out of ten and apparently who bloody knew but from 1924 to 1992 the summer and winter games were held in the same year every four years that's mad yeah. isn't it and how weird that, that the soviet union went to the american held winter olympics the same year as us didn't go to their olympics yeah, that is weird. They came they all... second. 
Yeah, and they didn't um, they didn't go to Los Angeles in '84, did they? I guess because America uh, didn't go to their summer games is probably the probably the reason. But yeah, that is a, that is a strange one. So you went with two, and I've gone four out of ten for Hacksaw Jim Duggan's USA, and now. We've got the nasty boys with the nasty boy stomp. There's no song pretty lazy and repetitive isn't it i would say and believe it or not this goes on for four minutes though i think in a minute it cuts into something a little bit different doesn't it i believe yeah 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 and that is a complete ripoff of janet jackson right there is a janet jackson song exactly the same oh really what do you know what it's called i've got no idea yeah it is called nasty or nasty boys or something it's a total ripoff oh really yeah perhaps it's time for janet jackson's people to get in uh get in touch and try and get some royalties <laughs> back here yeah Sue simon cow this is absolutely terrible, I would say. Um, I'm just waiting to hear. I mean, we're only we're nearly two we're nearly two minutes into this, and it hasn't changed at all so far. It's just no. that person doing. Here we go. Maybe this is the difference. Got some drums. No, it hasn't changed, has it? What a lucky. What a low, Where oh, would you say is nasty there right now in, in the UK? In the UK, Croydon. <laughs> um, no, no, I couldn't. I couldn't possibly say that. Uh, where's nasty, Bill? I don't. I can't think of any particularly terrible places. What? What would you? What would you? Uh, maybe uh, I tell you what I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for going to see. West Ham play football is nasty, Bill. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. You know, the area is fine, but it's just a, it's a dreadful experience. Yeah, I'd agree with that. There was that time that we went to Fulham away at West Ham, and um, I don't know if you remember, we, we got on the tube after the game, and uh, a St John's ambulance bloke got on, and the tube was quite busy, and the West Ham fans pushed him off. And just, oh as, my the doors closed, just as the doors were about to close in his face, they shouted <laughs> at him, get a real job. <laughs> I don't remember that. That is absolutely <laughs> astonishingly terrible. Absolutely awful. Poor, poor, poor man. Um, I don't have much to say more about the Nasty Boy Stomp because I want to get on to what we've got next. And you might end up yeah. getting all of this because this, this next song is quite something. But I'm going I'm going two out of ten for the Nasty Boy Stomp. What, what have you got this? At? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I agree. Mm. Absolutely terrible. Right. Next up, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Light years better than anything Shawn Michaels could produce for sure. It is Brett the Hitman Heart. Never been a right time to say goodbye. Now listen to these words very carefully. 
tune is great. this lying on the cutting room floor for somebody else is so true because this is probably like a what is this like a boy band or something you reckon like a boy band reject song Obviously, yeah definitely especially with the the, the um, backing vocals but what I thought was really interesting is um, have you ever heard the William Shatner uh, uh, Common People no so no he, he, he covers pulp Common People okay and yeah. he just speaks he's just speaking he's got a great voice and he's just speaking the words of the song yeah yeah and uh, I didn't realise, and it really sounds like this, but I didn't realise William Shatner's Canadian. Oh, is he? And yeah. it sounds the same. It's wow. identical. And they're both really good songs. I mean, this, this, is, this is a massive uplifting quality from the last two efforts. <laughs> and Brett's silky voice talking about breaking up with you. I mean, what more could you want? But this must have been a rib on Brett because Brett, I don't know if you know this, but Brett was a serial cheat and womanizer, and it all came out really? late years later in his autobiography, and he like admitted it all basically. He was just like, yeah, because like, all while the guys were doing drink and drugs and all that sort of stuff, Brett just had a girl in every single area, every single like you know waiting from every single arena, and obviously they would have known that, and they've got they've done well. Let's let's get this guy who was married with multiple kids by this point yeah. to say that he's basically like a like a womanizer. I thought this. I thought the song was tremendous. Well, what did you think about uh, Bret Hart's "Never Been a Right Time to Say Goodbye"? Yeah, it's it's uh, they they at least bothered, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, compare this to the last two songs. They actually bothered with a song and a, and and a tune and lyrics and backing and all of that. So uh, yeah, it's great. But someone's commented on this uh, uh, on the video, Brett. Never, never been a good right time to say goodbye. And then Vince, how about Survivor Series '97? Oh, 
Uh, do I not like that? Do I not like that? <laughs> I thought you might. No. Anything to add on this before we before we go back down in quality again? Also, what's your rating out of 10 for Bret Hart? We need to score it. We need to score it, don't we? Yeah, what's your rating um, out of 10? I think this is up there. This is this is probably in the top three. Yeah, the definitely. Yeah. Seven out of 10. Oh, so you're... I, I still like Tatanga and there's other ones that I like on here too. <laughs> we'll um, so to. what... What did you give Slam Jam at? Did you give Slam Jam a seven as well or a six? No, I gave the Slam Jam and WrestleMania seven each. Okay, so this I is I think tied. I'm going to push WrestleMania up to eight. I'm going to okay, push WrestleMania fine. up to eight. And they're going to keep Slam Jam at seven. I'm going to put this at seven too. This is so close to getting a 10 out of 10 for me. No, um, come on. Yeah, it's so, it's so close. But there is, oh, I don't know, I might give something else a 10 when I hear it again. But um, yeah, this is a nine out of ten. I've got this tied, same as you, tied with WrestleMania and Slam Jam as the uh, the best song. Um, <laughs> we've got next up the Undertaker, Man in Black, which um, yeah. which is has an interesting start, and then probably my favourite line of the whole the whole album, which is coming up shortly if we get to it. What an opening! If they if they roped in to do this, he's got a tombstone just for you. Dance with the taker. Rest in peace. The most powerful entity in the World Wrestling Federation. That is a very unexpected beat after that start, isn't it? You got into like uh, oh, this is, Beverly this Hills is a funny beat. This bit. Yeah. I walk the shadow of the valley death. Soon you meet your fate. Yeah, it, it needs like um, you. You just expect like Bobby Brown to start rapping or something. Yeah, big time. <laughs> I don't think we've quite got to it yet. I'm hoping he says it in a second. My favourite line. Will embalm you. There we go. The Undertaker will embalm you. Wow. I like the, I like the bit where he says something like, um, "I've got I've got a tomb I've got a tombstone just for you" or something, and you're like. <laughs> How is it just for me? Where's he keeping all these tombstones? He's got personalised tombstones. I mean, I think this was this was okay for me, but um, yeah, I uh, also I thought Man in Black, Men in Black is quite close. Is is Will Smith got is is actually yeah. Will Smith got a copyright claim to answer here? Because yeah, this is very so. close in terms of titles, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the what, Man in Black. Yeah, Men in Black. What do you think on this one in terms of rating out of ten? I'm going to turn um, Man in Black off now. It's one of the worst things I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty high praise then. I mean, the the high point's the beginning, the the, the intro with the guitar, right? That's that's the best bit. And then after yeah, that, it's it is. stupid. Do, 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 do. Why do they not stay with the guitar music? It's really, it's really strange. It's really, really odd. 
yeah, um, I think. Go, sorry, Karen. Uh, I, mean, I just love that bit about the Undertaker will embalm you. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I hope he—that's his job. Right? <laughs> if he's doing his job, he absolutely will do that. If I end up on his slab, um, I think the funny thing about this is that lots of people in recent times, because Undertaker's like started to do sort of um, spoken word uh, concerts. I don't know what you call that. But you know what I mean? Like a yeah, yeah. after dinner speech, that sort of thing. And people, and, and out of character, and people are like, oh, you know, <laughs> I don't like it because The Undertaker was, would never break character. He'd never go to the Hall of Fame, blah, blah, blah. Uh, excuse me, in 1992, he did a song called Man in Black talking about embal- embalming you and having personalised coffins and doing something weird <laughs> with your carcass. So I can't, I think he probably was breaking character a little bit here. Um, yeah, what's your rating out of 10 for this one? I can just imagine him coming down to the ring like, <laughs> yeah, funky undertaker character, is it? No. Uh, three out of ten. Three out of ten. I'm gonna go four yeah. out of ten for Undertaker Man in Black. Okay. So, right, this is a good one, I think. Yeah, this is coming great. up. We've got Speaking from the Heart by Macho Man Randy Savage. The tower of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey, ooh, yeah. I actually genuinely listened to this three times yesterday on the way yeah, home. That's how much I enjoyed it. Macho, is it? The, the, the backing singers are going macho. It's macho, right? What? He says it completely differently. <laughs> Does he? Hold on, hold yeah. on. What? This is how he says it versus the singers. Together and we are together forever. Ooh, yeah. Christmas. Yeah, it's 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 here we go. Macho Man Randy 
Do you know what? I think I think that might be my favourite. I think that might be a 10 out of 10. What do you I think, think of Macho I Man it, speaking from the heart? Well, I love it. I mean, that's just so good. But <laughs> it's, the ones where they bothered are good. It's yeah, the ones it's where they're just not bothered are terrible when it's, it's just they've got like, you know, clips and stuff and they've just put them over music. But that when they've actually got them to bother, it's really good. That was really good. It's interesting just, that... Um, the stars so Brett and Brett and Randy Savage are the two big babyface stars really in the promotion at that time and they've both got good songs I think it's probably fair to say within the you know within the um the album whereas people like the Nasty Boys and Hacksaw Jim Duggan's a bit of a kind of a journeyman at that time they don't bother but so that that's yeah. clearly by design isn't it I would say yeah yeah so what's your score out of 10 for the macho man and speaking God, from the this heart is, this is tough this is really tough because coming into this I thought there's two standouts, the the main singles. Yeah. And now we're getting into it. <laughs> this has got to be an eight as well. So I've got. Oh I've wow! Got two so this eights, this is with Brett as, as the this is so okay. So this and Brett are the ahead of WrestleMania. No, Slam no, no. For me, it's WrestleMania and this are on eight. Oh, okay, Brett okay. And Slam Jammer on seven. On seven, okay, this fine. This is better than the Brett. This is better than the Bret Hart song. Yeah, I've go. I've gone ten out of ten for this. This is this is my favourite song on the album. I would say. Um, how now? Now, why don't we? Um, why don't we drag things down a little bit with a slightly problematic song called Tatunka, Tatunka Native American. I'm sure there won't be anything problematic in this whatsoever. Courtesy of the WWF in 1993. Let's turn this up. My first note on this was, I'm just not sure this is cool in 2023, is it? I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> the bit that was mad for me when I listened to it, and I had to look up the lyrics. There's a bit in the middle where he says, <laughs> I got fired from the tribe, so let me be brief. I'm the warrior Indian chief, but first you need to know a little something. And then it was like they, they couldn't think what to put in the rap bit. So they just went, 
you'll be safe for bungee jumping. Oh yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I put, I put probably two problematics give more than five, but a great hook in the chorus. And we also get another rap and even a message about bungee jumping safety. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, so I've gone five out of ten for Tonka. What, what would you? I mean, the chorus is good. I've got Native American blood in my veins, and I fight yeah. in the World Wrestling Federation. But yeah, it's just a bit iffy. It's just a bit iffy. What do you? What do you think? What do you? What's your score out of ten on this one? Well, long-time listeners will know that we've met him, right? We met. Yeah, we have at the Fairfield Halls. In at Croydon. Fairfield Halls in Croydon. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and we had a photo of him in the ring. And have you still got you yours? Sure I don't know, but I feel like we look really dreadfully young and looking at it now would be quite depressing so um, if i have got it i haven't looked at it for a while how old were we were we 17 or 18 i think we're 18 weren't we yeah 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 we're 18 i i think it might be somewhere at my mum's but I, i'm sure you're the same as you move houses you just lose stuff don't you so i um mm. i don't know if i've still got it but yeah we have met him absolutely and i think i said to him the rather embarrassing Last time I saw you was at Wembley Stadium, and and I, I suspect like a little bit of his soul was crushed thinking about how from that point seven years later he's now wrestling in front of 150 people at Fairfield Halls in Croydon. So yeah, worked out great it? for him. It is pretty rough. Yeah, though he did get another run in the WWE a bit later than that, so he did get, he did get another chance. And we enjoyed it. We had a great time. We had a great time. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm going five out of ten. What what would you give this up? This one out of ten? Uh, four. Four out of ten. Right. The next one is Mr. Perfect with the imaginatively titled I'm Perfect. This one's got Dave Ford written next to it. And he was the, the writer of this. This sounds like another one from earlier on, actually. It's got the Beverly Hills Coffee yeah. going on just there when it kicks in. I mean, that's a great just basic, it's just a remix of his, his actual entrance yeah. music. Yeah. Then you get this. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect. I'm perfect. <laughs> it is Beverly Hills Cop I'm thinking about, isn't it? That it sounds like. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Um, I kind of thought this was a bit lazy, really, and I feel like we're in a lazy section of this album now as we approach the end. This what is do definitely you think filler. This is definitely filler. Yeah, it is. It's just promos, isn't it? Just over this awful beat. Yeah, it's it's not it's not the best. This one. I, I thought this was somewhere in the region of how good the hacksaw one was. I don't think we need to. Um, make anyone listen to any more of this i gave this a four out of ten what did you think about i'm perfect by mr perfect well i gave tatanka four and tatanka is definitely better than this song so i'm gonna give this a three out of ten okay fine uh we're, we're we're very nearly the end now alas and this this song coming up was deemed not good enough or not you know basically crush wasn't oh, popular okay. enough so this this was not on the US version of this album. It was only on the UK one. So let's listen in to uh, what's it called? Crush with Cold Crush. <laughs> Another imaginatively titled one. 
wise Vince on it. Talking about a championship, don't we? Which Crush never won. I didn't think I got to the chorus in this one I listened to it yesterday. Is there a chorus to come? <laughs> yeah, I've got the lyrics here. Yeah. <laughs> They're brilliant. Diving, diving. What's he talking about? I think that's where Cold Crush comes from, right? Because it's just cold, yeah. It's I physically really colder. Wish, I really wish I was like, I'm not working for the World Wrestling Federation. Where's the chorus? We're nearly two minutes. Have we had the chorus yet? This is how you measure it. That's how you measure cold crush. What, a little handheld thermometer? Right, I can't. I can't do anything. Uh, there, there's a really good bit coming up. In, oh, okay, in okay. One, where he says, um, <laughs> he says, if crush means anything to you, do brother crush a favour and stay away from drugs, okay? Life is hard enough. You need all the help you can get, brother, and drugs is dead end wrong. And then he just oh says, God. in all of professions, we see them do this. We're staying for this. Who knew that Cold Crush would get the whole song? <laughs> One finger on the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. This is the drugs bit. Someone that was definitely on steroids. So thank you very much for that uh, anti-drug message crush. Do you know what? I, that's gone up a full mark for me because of the anti-drugs message. I'm giving that a five out of ten after all of that. No way. You're mad. <laughs> <laughs> Good old crush. I mean, that was just, I mean, that is, as you said, it's just pure filler. It's just lazy. There's just there's nothing in that at all, is there? That was that was yeah. um yeah, not not perhaps I shouldn't get it. I wonder why it wasn't for. why it wasn't on the UK album. Well it wasn't on the it wasn't the US, it was on the UK. Oh, it was on the UK, right. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why it didn't um break the uh, billboard top two hundred. If Cold Crush had been on there, it would yeah. have definitely, definitely it done that. Also, it, I don't think they were talking about him just being chilly, but cold is not a expression you would want to use for a baby face either. So that doesn't really work. So yeah, I think right. they, were, they were all phoning it in there. What would you give a cold crush out of 10? Three out of 10. Three out of 10. So it's not, it's yeah. not going to, now yeah. we've got one more chance here to see if something's going to, going to break through for you, the macho man and WrestleMania barrier for me, the WrestleMania barrier. And that's the big boss man with hard times and this got this Mike's, is good this got mike stock and pete waterman on it so let's uh let's yeah, see what they got man, is law, order, justice of the world wrestling federation and that is my job 
just like a big boss man. I, I, I made a vow to protect and serve. My mama and daddy always told me, treat people the way you'd want to be treated yourself. If you ever take a trip down to Carroll County, Georgia, you better read the sign. I mean, just to say, this is his entrance music, but just a remix yeah. version of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably enough of the Big Boss Man, Hard Times. A tune it is nonetheless. I am going to go with a little 5 out of 10 for this. I think it probably deserves more, albeit because it's not an original creation, I can't go higher than that. What are your thoughts on the, on the, on the song that closes the album out, the Big Boss Man's Hard Times? I think it sounds a little bit like Michael Jackson, Black or White. Really? Let me listen to yeah, it again. Yeah, definitely, it's definitely got a bit of that. Yeah, I guess it's got that. I, I do understand what you're talking about there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, again, it's a song. It's a song, isn't it? It is a I song. It's a remix, <laughs> but it's, it's not just someone saying something randomly. Oh, well, you're saying that as a positive rather than a it's negative. It's a positive. It's in the half of the album where they've actually bothered. Yeah. Um, so for that reason, I'll give it a five out of ten. Yeah, we're we're together on our on our five out of ten for that. Now, okay, the big the big the big question of the night, the big big question of the night is the final rating out of ten for WWF Superstars presents WrestleMania the album. And now I'll go first. You can collect your thoughts. For me, how can an album al album how can an album <laughs> or album, as is more commonly known, with four of the greatest songs ever released, get anything less than a nine out of ten? This oh, is God. those four songs. Forget, you know, any Beatles album. Forget Nevermind by Nirvana. This is up there with all the classics. Absolutely phenomenal. Bret Hart, Randy Savage, WrestleMania and Slam Jam. Skip, maybe throw a little bit of Tonka on there and listen to Crush talk about drugs. But yeah, what a phenomenal album. What would you give it out of 10? Well, a question back to you first. Is this Simon Cowell's greatest work? Well, perhaps you know what I'm, I'm going to look. Probably what, is what, right. What are other things that Simon Cow has done that is, uh, you know, famous? I suppose because it's, it's all of the X Factor stuff. Joe, Simon Cow's most sold album. Let's have a look at that because I think um, he. I mean, wasn't Simon Cow Westlife? That was Louis Walsh. Is that Louis Walsh? That's not. So it's not connected then, no. I mean, they may they may have been connected at some point. <laughs> I don't know. Let me have a look at that. Simon Cowell's most famous songs, most famous songs. I don't, I can't answer that until I until I'm uh, I've got more um, info. I would say, but it just doesn't seem to to be helping me. He had his first hit song with "So Macho" by Sonita in 1986, which was before this actually. So um, yeah. yeah, I'll give you a list of his bands. These these are the oh you've got you've got it there. Band. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. And most of them are rubbish. So I would make the case that this is his best work. Little Mix, 
James Arthur, Labyrinth, Leona Lewis, Fifth Harmony, Oli Mers, Noah Cyrus, Fleur East, Ella Henderson, and Sue, Suzanne Boyle. Sue Barker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Surely he must have some more of that. Is that all he's... Is that, and then the older that's one, who he's... Also. That's who on his label. That's on his label. So, But they're all X Factor people, aren't they? Yeah, they are, yeah. 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 So before that, are we saying that he didn't really... Because I suppose Pop Idol, the original Pop Idol, which he was, he was a judge on, was what, 2000 and... 2002, wasn't it? Was he involved yeah. in Pop Stars? He wasn't involved in Pop Stars, was he? Because that was hearsay. So perhaps he's it's, not actually, he's not potentially as as kind of, uh, you know, as much of a um, uh, involved in as much stuff as perhaps we thought he was. I'm just looking well, at. He, I know there's probably not a, a massive crossover. Between, oh, Robson and uh, Robson rest... and Jerome. Yeah, so Robson and Jerome, um, that's another example of him basically saying what's massive at the moment that I can make a song out of. And Jerome sung on it, but Robson's just, it's just someone random. It's not Is even it really? his voice. It's well, a completely different singer. Uh, but yeah, he did Zig and Zag, Power Rangers, WWF, Robson and Jerome. Uh, so yeah, Teletubbies, Westlife and Five. So, uh, so yeah, prolific. Well, thanks to your you, you us bringing up Robson and Jerome, I know what um, song is going to play us out now. So that's that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I mean, it's, he's... He, he's I guess the the big thing that happened with him is he had I think he kind of basically sort of stole Simon Fuller's idea for Pop Idol, didn't he, and made it X Factor, and I think they had a big lawsuit as a result of that. But he's obviously made made millions. But it, I guess perhaps he's more of a sort of TV personality rather than some sort of music genius. I think he's I think Westlife was was he more of a man, managerial role rather than producing the music? Because I think Five and Westlife were signed to something to do with him, but he wasn't actually to do with the music, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know, but I think we we can definitely say without doubt that this album is his this finest is his work. Masterpiece. This yeah, is his absolutely. masterpiece. This is his finest work. Yeah. There's no bar higher than this. So, you know, <laughs> give 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 up, right? <laughs> yeah, give up right now. I think he pretty much has, hasn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he have some sort of awful injury in in Los Angeles? Or yeah, something? he fell off a um, Segway. What bike? Fed off a cinema. <laughs> Segway. Oh. <laughs> He drove his quad bike off a cinema. <laughs> yeah, that was quad bike was Rick Mail, wasn't it? And that's that's what he was. He's not around yeah, anymore, not, which is very sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not funny, not funny. Um, right, okay. What's your final? What's your rating out of ten for this uh, WrestleMania the album? Um, well, I think if we're comparing it to all albums ever, um, the only possible score is definitely a ten out of ten. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> Are you gone higher than me? I've only gone nine. I'm going ten as well. Two tens. <laughs> absolute perfection uh that's it anything more to say before we get on out of here and let people go but i think this is out i will check what date this is going to be out this is going to be out on the 27th of december so what will you be doing on the 27th oh december? probably not much recovering from yeah. christmas uh trying to lay on the sofa as still as possible will you be home um, by that point or are you doing christmas yeah we'll home? be at home we'll be yeah, at home that's good um but it's yeah, I definitely want to say um, happy Christmas to all your listeners. And, yeah, thank uh, you. Well, it's over now. Christmas is over. So it's, yeah, <laughs> hope yeah. you had a good one. Hope you had a good Christmas. <laughs> hope the relatives weren't too annoying. I I will be home by this point. I know I won't be. I'll be I'll be elsewhere in law in laws in laws. Okay. Okay. On the twenty seventh. Okay. So yeah, lots yeah. of fun. Yeah, lots of fun. But yeah, yeah, we hope that everyone's had a wonderful Christmas. And we hope that if you've had an awful Christmas, this hour or so has provided some light into your life at this christmas 
<laughs> right. I mean, go and stick that Macho Man song on, right? Yeah, absolutely. Go and stick the Macho Man song on right It'll now. Take you it... through the planets and uh, all sorts. Yeah. Soaring with eagles and it'll always be your friend. Right. That yeah. is it. Thank you all for listening. I wish you speak to you all again very, very soon. You all right? Yeah. You? Yep. Good. Good. Coming home.